Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with a wonderful uh, vocalist, musician, uh, songwriter. I, I thrilled to have him. Uh, I know a lot of people when they talk about this band, they point to a place in the sun because of the hit and, and everything else. But I'll tell you what: I, over the summer, I've been listening to Atomic a lot, and I I, I always thought that was one of the most underrated albums. Uh, I absolutely love that album, and every time I I, I hear people talk about Lit, uh, you know they. Point to my worst, uh, my own worst enemy, and place and and a great album. Placing the sun was great for sure, but Atomic. Thanks, everyone's got to listen to it. Uh, AJ Popoff is our very special guest. Absolutely thrilled to have him. AJ, how are you? Yes, sir. Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Well, listen, you guys have a lot of good stuff going on, and I'm I'm thrilled. You guys, uh, you've always had a lot to say in your music. You've always had uh, every time I've heard your interview, you always have uh, something meaningful go- going on. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on. You got the podcast. You got a new single, uh, documentary. Also, uh, give us a little rundown if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, we've been um, over the course of the you know the shutdown, the quarantine, all that stuff. We we uh, you know timing was right for us to you know to use that downtime for to relocate and to really hone down on on new music. My brother and I moved uh, full time out to Nashville um, from Southern California, and we got here and just hit the ground running. We've been uh, we we sort of sort of took a not a new approach, but more of like a, a rediscovery approach to the lit music and the, and the, and the writing process. Cause my, you know, my brother and I had been, we pro- you know, pretty much the, the main writers in the band. And we, he and I both sort of had evolved as writers and sort of branched off and stemmed off to do, you know, write some country stuff and, and like pretty much just, you name it, we were writing and we were just letting ourselves just kind of roam and explore our writing abilities and, and just trying to grow that way. And, and we were really loving what we were doing. We ended up, um, recording some of that music some of the country stuff and and we just wanted to get back to we 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 consciously like wanted to put our heads back into the early lit mind you know headspace and the kind of uh, songs we were writing back then and we we, you know we it it took a minute we weren't sure if we were going to get there if we just completely just changed as writers but we you know we started uh, working with these these two guys that uh carlo and eric that are co-writing and co-producing with us and we just sort of formed this this team and it just really captured like the old uh old true sound of lit and with like a newer school uh, approach to the production of it so we really captured something that i feel like is probably the best thing we've done yet it's um, very fresh feeling but the songs are going to you know old school lit fans are going to be like oh they're back awesome um, so yeah, we're, we're excited, man. We just, we spent the last year just really focusing a hundred percent on lit music and the record's done. Um, we're, we're actually just still in the mixing process of a couple of the songs, but, um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The single's out now. Um, we're going to probably drop another another single here in the next couple months. Um, and then the record will come out early early next year. So we're super pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah is terrific. I, was, I should have said that. Congrats. Thank you, man. I, you got everything you guys do is ter- uh, is terrific, and you know you think Appreciate about that, chemistry man. and and when there's brothers, you know you and between you and Jeremy, uh, I imagine uh, there was uh, I I want to believe there was always chemistry. How early did it develop with you guys? Uh, when did you realize that uh, yeah, hey, we could write songs together that that not that we just like, but that other people are enjoying. When did yeah, that- I mean the the pro- I, I think. Um, you know, it's been a, I think it was a little bit of a slow process in the beginning. Cause really we, you know, we're self-taught, um, as far as, you know, Jeremy on guitar and I started out as a drummer. So we really just started, you know, very, um, organically in, you know, early, early high school years. Uh, we, we basically, we started going to concerts together at a very young age. Our dad would take us to, you know, heavy metal concerts. And, and that's when we really fell in love with music. But as far as developing as, musicians and songwriters we had to just start out you know sucking really bad and just we we never really you know and in the early stages we we knew we wanted to be on stage we knew we wanted to have our own career in music so we weren't um you know and and maybe for bands that start out playing cover songs maybe it's not a bad thing because you can really hone in on your instrument and have to get better but we always just started out by playing originals and so we started writing songs at a young age you know, and, and they were terrible songs, but we kept kept on going until we got better at the craft of writing. And, you know, uh, man, years and years later, and I, like I said before, we were, Jeremy and I were the main songwriters in, um, in the whole, you know, Place in the Sun record era. And, and after that, even for the most part, but we started collaborating with outside writers and we learned that, you know, how cool it was to step outside the box and get, you know, learn from other writers, get that other outside input that just adds new flavor. And I think that's helped form our sound over the years. Without knowing much about you guys, just knowing your music and the different, the different albums over the years, I, I, I've always thought that you guys, and this is just out of my own mind, so if I'm wrong, just forgive me. I always assume that you guys do a lot of improv together, and you just kind of, you know, pick up and just start improving. Is, is that, uh, is is that any part of it, or is it all somebody has an idea and then I add to it, or you add the vocal melody to it? Uh, do you guys do a lot of improv? I mean, I, you know, we've—it's weird because we don't really have uh, a set structure or method to to the madness when we're writing songs but we um i mean yeah that's that's definitely uh, sounds a lot more like you know how we probably wrote the entire a place in the sun record majority of it you know was um you know cranked up to 11 on the amps and drinking natural light we've been a case of natural light into (laughs) you know into our our warehouse where we just we would rehearse and write and we did everything we'd throw parties we it was just sort of the mecca and the hub for our band. And yeah, a lot, a lot of times it would just, it would start with um, making noise. You know, Jeremy might, he'd be fiddling around with like guitar riffs. And, you know, if I heard something cool and he was jamming on it, you know, a lot of times Big Al, our drummer would start playing and I would just scat and, you know, make up melodies. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was, that was very much more of an improv approach. Um, and, and to this day, we, we do it in a similar way, but a lot of times now, um, we'll sit around with like acoustic guitars and then like in a living room as opposed to in a, in a warehouse and cranked up. Um, and we're, you know, and there's, there's benefits to that and there's benefits to being loud too, but we, we have, you know, I just think it's a little bit more, um, 
we're a little more focused when we can hear exactly what everyone's doing. And, um, but still, you know, to this day, if it's, whether it's my brother and I or four guys in a room or, you know, we'll, we'll just bounce off each other. And, and, and really the more the merrier, I love just hearing, even if it's, if it's not, you know, a great idea, sometimes someone will blurt something out and it just triggers a thought process, you know, and somebody else. And that's what collaborating is all about. I think. AJ, just congratulations on on not only yeah, it, yeah, but a, a great career that you guys have put together between you, Jeremy, and the other guys. Uh, give us a website, a social media site uh, where people can follow along, and certainly where to see uh, hear the podcast and uh, and yeah, and, uh, everything uh, that has to do with lit. And uh, hopefully, I can get you for a longer period of time next time. Yeah, I mean, um, the best place to find anything going on, I. I mean, I, I'm an Instagram guy. I, I, that's the one I stay on the most. We have a website, litband.com, but you can go to um, uh, our, our link tree, and there's a link to that on our Litband official Instagram, and that takes you to the videos and the podcast and anything you, you'd want to know about Lit. AJ, thanks for being here. Congrats again. Thank you so much. AJ Popoff, everyone, is husband, our very special guest. Uh, Lit. Uh, the band, everyone knows their their hits. Uh, My own worst enemy was their biggest hit, and uh, great song. But these guys are these guys are dynamite songwriters. They really are, and uh, they got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, their latest uh, single? Um, they've got a documentary uh, podcast out. Maybe a documentary as well. And I just read it quickly, but I was excited to have. I didn't know whether I was going to have AJ or Jeremy. Uh, either one of them would have been fine. They're, they're both uh, terrific talents. And, yeah, interesting. They moved from, from uh, their longtime home in, in California to Nashville. And they're, they're wonderful songwriters. And uh, you, you heard him reference that uh, they concentrated on on lit songs uh which you know which meant they were writing for other folks and uh, they're good i mean they're just they're just quality songwriters uh jeremy's got a great sense of melody and well they both they both do but i mean jeremy um is uh, uh, you know guitarist he's just got a great uh, great feel to his playing. AJ has an uh, amazing uh, uh, knack for for the vocal melodies, obviously, and uh, lyrics are dynamite. Uh, just yeah, talented brothers, really talented. I'd love to have a longer period of time with them, and and get into their early writing together and everything else. I mean, they've kept it together uh, all this long, and I guess look, you know, it, it, you you get chemistry with your you know, a family member. It's uh, it's different, and you you got reasons to stay together but uh bass player was with them for a long time and god I'm, i i, I got to apologize to him he's uh his name is escaping me i'm just looking it up now but anyway the pop off brothers have been the focal point of of lit for for so uh for so long and um AJ, the vocalist, and Jeremy, the guitarist, are absolutely terrific. And I mean, we'll get Jeremy uh, later on. But uh, get their, their latest, get their latest single, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, check out their podcast. Uh, check out AJ on uh, on Instagram. That's where he likes to go. And um, get anything these guys have. They got, I think they got six studio albums out. They are absolutely terrific, and they're you know pure talent. They're really super talented guys. And, uh, you know, uh, miserable, 
Lipstick and Bruises, Ziploc. I'm they they a lot of great songs. Check out the album Atomic too. A very underrated album and, and just dynamite. Frank McKay signing off. AJ Popoff has been our very special guest. He is the lead vocalist for Lit for the band Lit. His brother uh, Jeremy and, uh, and and AJ started a long time ago and, and they've been at it for a while and a, a terrific full time down in Nashville. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on. Breaking it down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, wonderful actress and uh, spokesperson and uh a celebrity family member, social media star, model, media face, uh, does a lot of things, and she does it all very well. And Abby James Witherspoon is with us today, and we're talking about uh, an action adventure film called Secret Headquarters, and it, it's out, it's upon us, and everyone's got to see this. She does such a wonderful uh, job in this, a wonderful performance by her in this, and uh, just thrilled to have her. Abby James Witherspoon, how are you? I'm amazing. I'm doing great. I'm at school today. I'm doing these interviews right before I go to school. And so, yeah, it's a good day. I didn't have any homework last night. Yeah. I got it all done. <laughs> That's a nice thing. That's a nice, if, if you don't have the homework. Uh, what, what grade are you in? I'm in junior year. Junior year, okay. So uh, junior year in high school, right? So you're in the 11th grade? You're in high school, yes. Uh, it's got to be complicated juggling everything that you do, and you, and you do a lot of things, um, and uh, along with your, uh, with your, uh, your work, you, with, your, with your schoolwork there. Are you in Nashville? I knew you grew up in Nashville, or you were born in Nashville. Are you still in, in and around the area? I am. I still live in Nashville. I, you know, I, I pardon me for not knowing this, but uh, are you uh, are you musical? Um, uh, you know, because Nashville is uh, is is uh, music city, right? I mean, you can't you can't get any more music yeah. than that. Uh, are you a singer? I have I have sang before, and I definitely I like performing, and so I have done singing and I did a lot of musical theater for a little bit and so I definitely sang when I did that but I haven't done a lot of singing recently but maybe I should get back into it. Yeah, well, you know, you're in the right place, and you got listen. You've you've got uh, tremendous uh, skills and so many different aspects of the entertainment business. I I'd have to believe anything you you give a shot, you're going to do pretty uh, pretty well at. Let Let me ask you about going to school while you're having 
uh, you know, a successful career here. Uh, how do the kids treat you, kids, young people? How do the young people treat you? Um, I'm sure it, it's mixed, right? I mean, uh, some people probably treat you like that that star, that celebrity, um, and, and some people probably just, uh, you know, let you be Abby. Um, what's your What's your experience like going to school while all of this is going on? I'm actually so lucky to have just a super supportive community and really supportive friends. And everyone is so nice to me. And I'm treated the same way as everyone else, of course. And so, yeah, I think I'm really lucky to have some really supportive and nice friends. Do you think because it's Nashville and and they're, you know, they're, uh, a lot of talented people around. There are a lot of famous names around, a lot of famous people um, that uh, it, it kind of paves the way for you to go to school. And let's say you were in, uh, you know, Kansas somewhere. And, and by the way, by no means am I, I uh, disparaging uh, Kansas. Uh, Kansas, Kansas, wonderful state and everything. But somewhere where they don't uh, see as many famous people in Nashville let's face it you could walk down the uh down the road and see Trace Atkins or you could see uh uh Faith Hill or you, you know you could you could walk into a store it's like Hollywood where you see a lot of the celebrities do you right. th- do you think the fact that Nashville is your home makes it a little easier to be uh, to be famous and to be in school I mean yeah I think so I mean like you're saying, I feel like it's a little more normal in Nashville than I guess, like you were saying, maybe Kansas or somewhere where not a lot of like celebrities or people who are trying to get into a business like this. I feel like I do acting at school or like I do acting and go to school, but I also have a ton of friends who are trying to get into the music business and who also are trying to do acting. And so I definitely think it's a little bit more normal. If you're just joining us or if you're just turning on the radio a little late, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Abby James Witherspoon is our very special guest, and uh, she does a wonderful job in uh, in her latest, which is Secret Headquarters, and she plays opposite Owen Wilson and Michael Pena, and it's out. Uh, it's, it's a must-watch. Everyone's got to check it out. Uh, Abby, let's talk about the film and uh, give us a little uh, overview of it. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, I've, I've got to imagine you're very happy with your performance. Yes, I, I love filming Secret Headquarters, and I'm just as pleased watching it. I think it's a super fun movie. There's a ton of action. There, It's so funny. I mean, anyone can watch it any age, and I think... No matter how old you are, you will enjoy the movie, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, you. You got to work with uh, Jerry Brock, uh, uh, Brockheimer, and uh, you know I've got to imagine that's um, uh, that's a big thrill. Uh, what was your first impression there? Jerry was so nice. Um, he actually was on set pretty much every day of filming, which is super cool, and he was just always there being supportive of us and saying hi and I mean I just cannot believe that I got to work with him and I'm super thankful yeah I usually ask people what what did it for you early on or who did it for you um was there an actress or actor that stood out to you that kind of made you 
think, hey, I want to do this. But you have a very famous Anne and, and Reese, um, just, uh, you know, a, a super award-winning uh, actress, Reese, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, I've, I've got to imagine she's in there, too. But other than your aunt, was there somebody who really stood out to you uh, when you first started recognizing movies and you first started watching TV or movies? Uh, did anybody stand out to you? Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely say, um, I loved watching Emma Watson and, um, Harry Potter just when I was younger. I loved watching those Harry Potter movies. And I think seeing her as a young child actor in those movies, I was, I was like, I can do this. If she does this, maybe I can do this. And so I definitely think Emma Watson in, in those Harry Potter movies. Well, listen. Let me let me congratulate you, Abby, on on putting together a really nice career, and and certainly in your performance, in uh, in your latest, which is Secret Headquarters. We'll be talking about it as we let you go. I know other people are waiting to talk to you. Uh, can you give us a website, or uh, are you on social media? Uh, and if uh, if so, give us a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing. Yes, I am on Instagram and TikTok. Abby James Witherspoon. No spaces. Just my name. Oh, listen, congratulations once again. Wonderful performance. And thank you very much for being here, Abby. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Abby James Witherspoon, everyone. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, actress, model, media face, celebrity member, family member, and uh, and social media star, uh, Abby James Witherspoon, the niece of Reese Witherspoon, and her latest is uh, a Secret Headquarters. And again, as I said, she's opposite of Owen Wilson. Michael Pena is also in there. A lot of, you know, a lot of talent around her. Um, she's a uh, will star opposite of Mel Gibson and Lorraine Bracco. Um, you know, talking about some talent there, right? Uh, with some some other uh, people, as Izzy Campbell in the holiday film A Unicorn for Christmas. Um, other credits uh, include Hot Pursuit and Every Other Holiday. Uh, Frank McKay here. More importantly, we just heard from the the niece of Reese Witherspoon. Kind of interesting to talk to someone who's in high school and who's uh, pursuing a career. And certainly, big you know, big leg up having that last name there, and uh, and having her her uh, aunt, uh, I'm sure, to help guide her, and uh, you know, friends of of Reese's. I mean, Reese Witherspoon is a, a is a major league star. I mean, she's uh, she's an A lister, of course, and uh, you know, I got to imagine it's a, a you know, it's a big big step up. Uh, just the advice you can get, and you know, of course, the contacts and the last name doesn't hurt, and. Uh, you know, talking to her as she's doing junior year, I think if it's you know it was somewhere outside of Nashville, and I, I guess kudos to uh, her folks for keeping it inside Nashville. Uh, like I said, you know, in you know Nashville, a lot of these students probably see uh, Tim McGraw walking uh, into the uh, the supermarket and and all kinds of different people um, interacting with the with the community. I think. Um, I, I think it's probably not a bad idea to uh, you know keep your kids if you have famous kids or kids that are doing somewhere in, in a major market you know and uh, Nashville is different it's just such a unique um, 
celebrity town, you know, like Hollywood, like uh, like L.A. Frank McKay signing off. Abby James Witherspoon has been our very special guest, and we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, wonderful Erica Huggins, president of Seth MacFarlane's production company, Fuzzy Door. Uh, the end is nigh is upon us, and everyone knows their work, Seth MacFarlane's uh, company and, uh, and Fuzzy Door's uh, work throughout the year is just amazing uh, work on every level. The end of nigh is upon us. It's a six-parter, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, it's it, it, the first half of it is is just dark and and uh, and and uh, scary, and it scares the hell out of us. And then the the last part of it uh, is is going to be how science can save us. She's going to correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on this, but I can't wait to binge it, and I'm going to binge it on Peacock and uh, and just watch them all at once. I can't wait. Erica, how are you? I'm good, Frank. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. How was my uh, my my little assessment of it? Is that uh, is that accurate? Uh, am I way off? Yeah. I mean, no. I think you're way on. Uh, the end of Nye is a disaster series, you know, and and we do try to feel and get you inside the disaster with Bill and really feel what a disaster, uh, a global disaster can do not only to Bill himself but to the people around him and then the second half is full of hope and we try and mitigate it uh we focus on you know how these catastrophic events can occur but how we can also survive survive them and prevent them so we're hoping that the second half um makes you feel like a call to action like there's something to do and it's not just about recycling plastic, but it's about, you know, voting and talking to the people around you and, and making big changes in the way that we function in and take care of the earth. Uh, Erica, a, a couple of years ago, uh, when you talk about global catastrophes or disasters, uh, it, it may have been a different um, cynicism of what can happen and what, what could be sci-fi and what could be reality. Since our pandemic, uh, global pandemic went down, uh, and by the way, even you you go back and uh, and uh, you know you go back to uh, uh, you know nine uh, eleven. Uh, These are things that we never thought would have happened uh, if we saw them on the Twilight Zone, and it was just you know what if. Now all of a sudden, people have a different mindset. Uh, the timing is 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 great on this, and uh, the fact that you and Seth and and, and Bill, you know, who has more credibility on, on this uh, thing with this public and, and the pop culture world and any science world than Bill Nye? Uh, it, it is a much different world than it is, let's say, three years ago or prior to the pandemic. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, I think, Frank, what's happened is that we've seen it. We've seen it and, and felt it, you know, in our lives. And. You know, we all lived our best lives over the last 50 years before 9-11 and, and the pandemic happened. And I think that, you know, with the advent of social media and the way that global news has, has infiltrated all of our lives, we're seeing things firsthand that we never experienced or saw before. 
And I think, yes, global warming and, and climate change has, has impacted our daily lives, and we are all aware of it. Um, and, you know, even in Texas with the floods today, you know, the last couple of days yeah. and the heat waves that are happening in Europe, it's all happening right now. Yeah, I mean, climate change is upon us, and anybody who's still denying climate change, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible, but people, some people are. I, but l- let's talk about the end of, of, of Nye I, and the genesis of it, if you don't mind, and how much different is it from when you, when you guys first, you know, thought of the, the concept and first saw the concept and, and what the reality ended up being? Well, the the genesis was, um, you know, during the pandemic, um, Seth, who was, you know, an avid um, follower of news and politics and science and a lover of all those things as well, uh, was watching the news, all the news, and seeing that we were, you know, what we got to see on the news was was these disasters happening, Um, not only the pandemic, but other disasters around the globe. And... I remember him calling and saying, you know, the news is, is showing us these disasters and scaring us, but they're not showing us how to do anything about them. And so that was the inception of the idea. And he asked, um, you know, to put him together with Bill. Uh, so Bill and Brandon Braga, who's best known for Star Trek and the Orville and Cosmos, and a very, you know, uh, a, a person that collaborates with Seth Austin, came together with myself and a handful of writers um, and scientists from, you know, all over the globe um, and started talking about how we could make a entertaining disaster show uh, where we got to have a disaster every week or every episode, um, like a disaster movie, you know, and I think we all love disaster movies. We all love how it makes us you know, scared, but also that the second half of the, of the show would be full of hope. And um, the other thing that was really important when we were talking about this was humor um, and being able to talk about it uh, through the lens of not, not jokey, but having a sense of humor about ourselves and about where we are in our, in our lives. And so when we were talking about... Um, what the what the episodes could be like i mean there were way more than six (laughs) that we had come up with um it was hard to to whittle it down but um yes it was it was we we we, i don't know if you want me to talk about each of the episodes but we we if i had more time we would exciting i want to keep (laughs) i want to keep you on track because i know i know a bunch of people are waiting to talk to you i would talk to you for an hour I would talk to you for an hour about this coming up. I'm I'm so excited about the end is nigh, uh, but I, if oh boy, if I could talk to you about every episode, I'd I'd, I'd keep you on forever. Uh, you're talking to someone. Just so you know, you're talking to someone who has uh, who has Seth MacFarlane on the the Rushmore of of TV. I mean, I got him up there with with Rod Serling and and everyone else, and it's beyond the comedy that he set up. The the sci sci-fi work that he's done has just been tremendous he's brilliant uh you too eric i'm thrilled to have you guys and uh when it all uh when it all comes down i know this is going to be another just monumental uh show and people will be talking about it for years the end is nigh can you give us a website a social media site where uh where we could follow along with what you guys are doing 
Well, we're we're on, as you know, we're on Peacock. Um, there's an End is Nigh um, uh, media site on Peacock, but also uh, I think on Instagram and 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 um, uh, Twitter, the End is Nigh. But also follow Bill Nye. You know, he's he's got a lot to say about what's going on right now. Listen, congratulations, not only on The End is Nigh, but everything that you guys have done with Fuzzy Door over the years. And uh, just a, a, a amazing, amazing company. And, uh, and Seth, uh, just a, a genius. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. It was a pleasure. Erica Huggins, everyone. Pre- president of Seth McFarlane's production company, Fuzzy Door. And again, uh, you know, you think of... Uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane and you think, you know, family guy, then you think, uh, you know, American Dad, Cleveland Show, whatever. And you think of the comedies, the cartoons, the adult cartoons and, and uh, you know, brilliant, uh, brilliant work there. Early American Dad, I thought it was uh, just incredible. But his sci-fi interest is just, um, is just beyond. Um, he's, you know, he's not just a geek. He's a brilliant guy and he is... Um, uh, he seems to me, and I haven't met him, but he seems to me uh, to be just a, uh, a, a just somebody who's obsessed with the news, and and trying to uh, uh, you know find uh, a way to be helpful on uh, on different things. He has a lot of views on a lot of different things, regardless of what your your political opinions are. You know, he's uh, you know he puts his money where his mouth is. He puts his uh, reputation where his mouth is. Uh, same goes for you know Erica. And I'm sure she's. I, look, I've said this. Uh, I, I've, I've said this, uh, you know, about uh, different people. But I wish I had just had more time to spend with her. And uh, you know, she mentioned the end is nigh in the six, uh, the six episodes. And I'd love to hear about all of them. I, and I think this is uh, just you know more in the uh, in the progression of what uh, Seth MacFarlane tries to do from a sci-fi standpoint. You, you see his love of. Of uh, of sci-fi and in the you know in the cartoons and the um, in the animation, but uh, you know I mean he's he's a very serious guy, uh, Seth MacFarlane when it comes uh, when it comes down to um, uh, you know what uh, what he's thinking out there. I'd, I'd love to have him on for a, uh, you know any kind of interview he wants to do, but for what he thinks um, the the future holds, and he's one of those guys who has he has the money, he has the time. He has the interest in, uh, in, uh, in, in doing things and getting things done out there. And he's, you know, listen, not unlike, and, and the wealth isn't there like it, like it is with um, Elon Musk or uh, Bezos. But, uh, you know, guys like that are out there and they're exploring what to do with the wealth, what to do with the fame. And I think Seth MacFarlane's one of those guys. And uh, just kudos to him and everything he does. Uh, the End is Nigh is upon us. Watch it. You can see it stream on Peacock, and it is um, yeah, it's something I'm, I'm going to watch all in, in, in one or two days. Um, the End is Nigh is upon us. Frank McKay signing off. Erica Huggins, the, the president of Seth MacFarlane's production company, Fuzzy Door, has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. 
to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here uh, with a very talented guy. Uh, absolutely thrilled to have him, and he does uh, he does a lot of things really well. And uh, you you know him. Uh, so many of you know him from uh, Search Party and uh, and also uh, Stranger Things, of course, which is uh, just uh, blowing out uh, all over. It's going to be one of those. It's it's going to be one of those shows that people talk about for years and binge for years and. Uh, uh, John Reynolds is uh, uh, such a uh, such a uh, a face to be uh, recognized and very talented guys. Um, uh, also starred in the miniseries Four Weddings and a, a Funeral. Uh, so many different things going up right now. NBC has an audio division called USG Audio, uh, which is releasing its first ever scripted podcast called The End Up, and it's out. It's upon us. And it's uh, it's terrific. And uh, here to talk about that a little bit is John Reynolds. John, how are you? Hey, Frank, I'm good. Thanks for those kind words, though, sweetie, man. Well, listen, uh, well-deserved. You're putting together a really nice career, and you've put together a nice career, and the, uh, and the sky's the limit at this point. You've got to feel good about how things are going, and, uh, and especially, you know, look, something like uh, uh, Stranger Things, uh, it's like everybody in there. It's just like uh, you know, let's say the the Sopranos or um, or Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, when you're in something like that, that's getting uh, th- that kind of attention. Uh, you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get that. I, I think there's gonna be a loyalty from that base probably the rest of your career. And it just seems like one of those shows. Do you have that vibe? Do you have that feeling? Um. I don't know. Not yet. We'll see. I think it'll take a few years once the show sort of wraps up and is final and people look back. And um, me in particular, I look back and see what that show meant and what it meant to me. So um, I'm not at that stage yet, but yeah, enjoying the ride and really excited to see what the Duffers do to bring it all home. But I got a lot of faith in them. They're, you know, big movie nerds and talented guys. So I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, uh, yeah, terrific. Just terrific work there and everything else I've ever seen you in. Uh, great work. Let's talk about the scripted Thanks, podcast. Uh, give, us a, give us a little rundown on, on what people can hear. Yeah, so this is a brand new scripted podcast, you know, sort of like an old school radio play. Um, and it's uh, sci-fi. It takes place in a near tilted future, um, sort of satire about how ubiquitous technology is for us right now and how tedious that can be. Um, and at the core, it's really about this friendship between my character, Benji, and Himesh Patel's character, Jacob. Um, my character has just been diagnosed with a terminal illness, so he's joined a week-long boot camp to help him sort of um, go through his past and his future and deal with uh, his, his cancer head-on and deal with... Um, his loved ones and help him sort of depart this world in an off-ramp and um, we see sort of how that all affects um, him and his family and most importantly um, his relationship with his best friend who's sort of been thrust into the caretaker role um, which is Jacob so yeah it's got a little bit of everything for everyone um, and I've listened to the first few episodes and uh, yeah I was kind of blown away they're really exciting and um, sweet and intriguing so yeah I think it's a really cool project I, I I'm impressed with the casting 
and uh, and they they put an interesting group of talent together. A lot of talented people around. Are, are these are, are many of these people uh, folks that you've worked with before, or is this is this kind of a, a, a new mix of uh, of characters? A uh, new mix for me. I've never worked with any of these people before, but have been a big fan. Um, you know, big Mara Weaver fan, big fan of Hamesh. So getting to act with them was uh, cool. Albeit on Zoom, we were on Zoom recording remotely. But uh, yeah, it was really awesome to work with them and to see how they were performing. Because obviously, this is a different medium. So um, seeing how they were sort of recording their voices and acting, um, not in the flesh, was it was cool. It was uh, you know. Surreal, but fun. You mentioned Zoom. Uh, we're coming off, obviously, a, a, a unique situation in our society, in our history. Um, I, you know, and, and again, I, you know, we're all sick of talking about the uh, pandemic, and I, you know, I guess hearing about it. But it is a, a unique time to uh, to continue doing uh, your business, your art, your your the, what your skill set is during that. And, and coming out of it, I, you know, I'm just uh, curious to know if if things are back to back to normal, um, you know, from an outsider, I'm a non-actor, uh, but I've, I've got to believe that there's still some residual effects of, of what's going on. We're still, let's face it, I mean, you know, COVID-19 is still out there and people, my wife just got it again recently. Uh, are you feeling uh, it yeah. getting completely back to normal, or is there uh, is it still a little uh, different operating now than prior to COVID? It's still massively different, uh, to be honest. You know, a film set, there's so many people working on it, you know, not just the actors, but the crew, and, uh, you know, there's hundreds of people working on it. So you're in these closed environments with these people. So I think production companies are taking, you know, extraordinary steps to try to keep people safe. So there's still massive amounts of, you know, testing and masks and protocols set in place. But it's definitely not as bad as um, the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I was working on Stranger Things, like, pre vaccines and um, yeah, that was some pretty um, strict protocols, but um, you know, it's definitely lessened a bit, but certainly different. Um, but yeah, you know, they're doing their best to keep everybody sort of safe and uh, not have any super spreader moments and all that. So uh, I got no complaints. It's just nice to be working. So I um, feel lucky. Yeah, John. Having said all of that, and and with that all in mind, how fluid is your schedule in the future? Is there anything you could tell us about that's coming up beyond, uh, you know, beyond now? Anything we should be looking out for from you? Uh, no. You know, I'm popping up in a few shows, um, doing some guest star roles for now. Um, there'll be another season of Stranger Things. I'll be back for that. Um, so, you know, you'll see me. I'm bopping around. Be popping up in your shows. Yeah. Hey, listen, congratulations. You put together an incredible career. The The body of work is, is impressive, but the quality in that body of work is uh, is terrific. You're very, uh, listen, it, you're very easy to uh, watch and get caught up in, uh, in, in many different roles that you play. I think you got a lot of diversity. Uh, congrats on everything that you've put together. If you can, give us a website, give us a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram. I think it's like John P. Reynolds or something like that. But um, maybe that's the best 
has followed me. I'm not huge on social media, but, um, you know, I'll be around. And once again, Frank, appreciate you for the kind words, man. That's sweet. Uh, listen, thanks for being here, John. Thank you. John Reynolds, everyone, has been our very has been our very special guest. He's part of a scripted uh, podcast called The End Up, and it was uh, it was released not long ago. It's an all-star cast. It's funny, he hasn't performed with any of these folks. Uh, they did put an interesting mix of characters in there, Himesh uh, Patel, um, uh, Merritt uh, Weber, and um, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent in there. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing these people right. Uh, you just look at their credits, and uh, and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, Hamesh, of course, from uh, yesterday. I saw him, and he was terrific there. Um, you know, listen, it's it's nice to get somebody in the in the midst of their career, and it seems to be. Um, uh, you know, moving upward, and John Reynolds is one of those guys. Stranger Things is a big reason why. You know him from Search Party and some, uh, you know, some other things out there. But uh, but Stranger Things is one of those shows, one of those shows that um, that are are making uh, uh, different stars, making different folks into stars, and uh, you know John Reynolds is one of the guys that's that's getting there by the way by the same token uh, by the, the same token you see uh, you know see people kind of uh, run into brick walls after big shows and you know some folks from the uh, sopranos but uh, there's always that that group it's a special niche you know sopranos is a special niche we've had a lot of those folks on the uh, on on this show and uh, you know it's you know when you're part of uh, one of the great shows of all time, and I'm talking about the Sopranos in this particular case. It's hard to recognize people from uh, in other roles. Frank McKay signing off. John Reynolds has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.